Hey, Dan. Hey, Tim. Did you uh, want to hear a joke? Always. What did the asteroid that killed the dinosaurs say? What? T-Rex, I'm coming for my hug. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a crap joke. It's funny because it is crap. <laughs> all right, let's get started. Hi, this is Tim. This is just a heads up that all the advice you're hearing in this podcast is general in nature. If you want something more specific, then feel free to contact us. Drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk, drunk, to drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk, drunk, to drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk Hello and welcome to the podcast. My name is Dan. And I'm Tim. And I'd like to start this podcast by um, asking your apology <laughs> for anyone that was uh, expecting more from that joke today. I'm coming for my hug. <laughs> I don't know. It's just out of left field. Mm. I, like, I like how random it is. Mm. Well, that's good. Mm. That's good. Uh, Tim. <laughs> what is the Tim and Dan Tim, how's your week? It was good, Dan. Um, we got to go see Boy and Bear. We did. We recorded our last episode just before we saw Boy we and did. Bear. Yeah. And this is a number of days later. Can say it was amazing. Yes. Yeah, so boy. Good. Yeah, Boy and Bear. And Bear. <laughs> and Bear. <laughs> they were very good. I, I so had a good. thoroughly good time and I've had their song stuck in my head yeah. all week. That's when you know you've been to a good show mm. when you spend the rest of the week with their songs in your head. And their covers were so good. They mm. did two covers. Uh, Wicked Game by mm-hmm. Chris Isaac. Yep. Which if you haven't heard that cover, go listen to it. It's so good. And uh, Fall, at, Fall your at Your Feet, mm. which is a classic of theirs. It classic is. Classic cover. It's probably, it's their most popular song and it's a cover. It is. It is. They did it after their encore. They did. Mm. It was good. I enjoyed it. encores anyway. And it just seems to be expected. It's annoying. Is it to stop... The potential for people being like, one more, one more. Yeah. It's like, no, no, we did it. Well, I this guess was the one more. If they, you could explain that during the show, but is that kind of lame? You're just like, hey guys, just so you know, we're a principles-based band and we don't like doing encores. <laughs> <laughs> so everything you hear tonight is it. There's, there's no encore. Where we are, nothing's more rock and roll than we're a principles-based <laughs> band. <laughs> We believe we offer enough value without an encore, yeah. which kind of ties into today's topic. It does tie into Actually, today's topic very, very well. Yeah. Very well. Because that's like, it's, it's, it's banned inflation, the encore, <laughs> really. It is. You're right. And, and you know what? I actually thought, because they came out and they played two songs in the encore. I was like, are they going to come back and play one song in the final encore? Is there going to be two encores? Oh, two, a double encore. I thought there was going to be a double encore. Now, that'd be shocking. Mm. What about a third encore, though? That's too many, though. Like there, the, there's diminishing returns on encores. <laughs> One is good. Two, in certain circumstances, amazing. Yeah. Three, you've gone too long. Have Just, you ever been to a show where you saw a third encore? That's what I want to know. I feel like I have. Really? I feel like I have. You bet you've, you've seen the double encore? I've seen the double encore. Yeah. And I feel like I may have even seen the, triple. the third encore. They've gone for the triple. I think so. Do you think they just felt guilty or they planned it? I think it was planned. And I feel like, hmm. like I'm not sure if it was Fleetwood Mac, but it was someone like that. Wow. And they came out and they did a couple songs in Encore. They went off, they came back then they went off again and then they came back. Maybe they needed to go to the toilet or something. Probably. <laughs> yeah. It was weird. The Encore was after only three songs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Awesome show though. 
Loved it. Mm. Amazing. And the Cambridge. Great what venue. A great venue. Great venue. Shout outs to the Cambridge in Newcastle. Yeah, that was a good venue. Stickiest I, floors I've ever experienced. <laughs> it was so life. sticky. You guys, run a steam cleaner over that. Sort of smelled a little bit like urine. Urine? A little bit. Yeah, I'd say the air was 80% urine. Yeah. 10% beer. Stir- like Seriously good venue though. Mm. Loved it. Oh, you're close. You can see the whole thing. It was great. Yeah. We had a good time. We Maybe. had a good time. Um, that's probably that's my Tim and Dan this week I don't think I've done much since no. then apart from work me either just mm. doing heaps of work it's awesome yeah good times alright uh, let's uh, let's move on then Tim to the business update sponsored by Cats Accountants thank you Cats, thank you, Cats. and we're going to dive into a conversation here that I think we both think is funny and, yeah. and is interesting yep. uh, breaking news during the week breaking news breaking news during the week popped yep. up in my email and I walked up had a laugh and you knew immediately yeah. what I was referring to <laughs> yeah and that is what Tim it is that one of the big four are looking at potentially buying one of the big four banks Oh, sorry. Big four banks. Yes. Because, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, is looking at buying MYAB. Crazy. 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 So, ANZ is, I think, is what they said. ANZ. Yep. ANZ. Read the article here. Yeah. Is, is looking at buying MYOB. And I swear MYOB not that long ago sold. It did. Yeah. It's Just owned by Colberg, Kravis, Roberts. So, they're obviously hmm. realizing that it's a big hunk foisted. of junk. They were foisted. <laughs> they were foisted. <laughs> so ANZ and KKR are yet to reach agreement um, and there is no certainty it will proceed um, but they will make an announcement to the market if the negotiations are successful so the only thing I can think of is that um, QuickBooks mm. um, overseas and, and they're starting to do a little bit here um, have a lending facility as part of their business model, yeah. right? They, they have the, the software and using that database, they have banking and lending. Yeah. I think ANZ must be trying to capture that sort of market. They, yeah, I think so. It says, yeah, it'll give them a direct line into small and medium businesses. Mm. Yeah. And, and we all know it's, it's typically very hard for a small business owner to get funding yeah. for anything. Yeah. Um, but I feel like... It's not a good investment. How's a bank going to run a software company? <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe they'll they're finally the figure out what adopt. a trust is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like they're, they're so slow to adapt. And mm. yeah. Um, so they, the, the company Maya was sold in 2019. Mm. It was valued at around $2 billion. Mm. It's probably valued at what? Hundred thousand. <laughs> yeah, well, apparently, <laughs> apparently KKR, who that's who bought into it, mm. is looking at a four billion dollar valuation for it. They think that in two years, MYOB doubled in value. <laughs> yeah, they're off their heads. <laughs> <laughs> if ANZ buys this for four billion dollars, sell your ANZ shares now. They've got more money than cents. ANZ. Four billion, double the values. Yeah. I'm holding a pen, ANZ. If you're watching the video feed, you can mm. see it's a lovely blue color. Yeah. And ANZ is also a lovely blue color. There's brand cohesion. There's cohesion there. Yeah. What are they going to do with MYOB? Do you reckon they approached someone like Zero first and were like, hey guys, are you interested? Or we want to do this. And they're like, mm. nah. I'll tell you what. But I'll tell you who might be up for it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, that's the Mac method. Yeah, exactly. It? Yeah, moving yeah, after <laughs> completion. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of it's always sunny Philadelphia reference there. Um, MYB is Mac. Mm, yes. It, all right. I just like if I had four billion dollars, <laughs> I'm not putting it MYBs. I'm not putting it MYB. And, and it, mm. it, it, surely they have less users than they did in 2019 than they do right now. Yeah. They're trying to move to the online system mm-hmm. from their hybrid system. Which so, is So maybe is there's good. a few things in the pipeline yeah. that, that we're not aware of. Maybe. Uh, yeah, we don't keep as abreast as we probably should. Yeah. With MYAB, so. Exactly. Well, they try. They, they, they try hard. <laughs> they, they try very hard over there. Um, they're all right. They're all right. They're fine. It is handy mm-hmm. that I can just log into people's MYB account right live file straight in the online dashboard. I'll give him that. No, I'm going to... It I'm just gonna, came 10 years too late. Yeah, That's all I'm going to say. I'm going to step back from that <laughs> and say, Tim, wouldn't it be better if you just log into their file? Yeah. Without <laughs> and, having to figure out what version. And it's, it not, it's not a desktop hybrid that then feeds into a different dashboard online that you then log into. So yeah, no, guys, improvement. That kills me. You definitely improved it. You improved it. You made it a lot easier. Yeah. And I'm guessing this is just a stopgap between the full online version. I don't know. I just don't know anymore. But ANZ, they're going to take it to the next level. That's for sure. I just don't know what to do (laughs) with (laughs) MYOB. If I was ANZ, I'd be buying some zero shares right now. Totally undervalued. <laughs> I bought them at a hundred bucks. Yeah, they're eighty-eight or something. In what the a schmuck! Yeah, you're a schmohawk. I'm a schmohawk. I should buy some just so when they get back up to the value you bought them for, I can tell you the gain I made on them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Go on then, do it. It could go further down still. <laughs> just waiting. Um, yeah, well, that's a good business update. MYOB potentially being bought by NZ. And I guess that could only mean more funding to make it better, which is a good thing for all those MYOB lovers out there. Um, yeah. all, all, all which some people are very into the MYOB. So mm. no, no offense meant to those people. And there are, you know, they each have their strengths. Like MYOB has jobs. <laughs> yeah, we, we have clients that use MYOB still. Yeah. Not many, but we do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For yeah. sure. We, we're, we're not we're not anti MYOB. No. We're just um, encouraging them yep. to do better. Uh, all right, <laughs> let's move on then to our tight-ass tip. Tim, you got a tight-ass tip? Did you know, Dan, mm. the tight-ass tip is if the wrong price scans, you get it for free. Did you know at Coles and Woolworths or any major retailer, hmm. if the wrong barcode is on that item, you're technically meant to get it for free. Now, I don't know if that's a company policy or like a legal rule, but this has now happened to me several times. Wait, no, all right. So back up. Back, back up. Back up. Back up a few steps. So you're doing self-checkout here or something? Self-checkout. And, and you've got a, um, a packet of Tim Tams. And, and on that packet of Tim Tams is a sticky barcode. Quick buy. Yellow quick yep. buy. Yellow quick buy. And it says love half those. price this week. Yeah. And you're like, yes, it's going to go grow. off in a week and I'm definitely going to eat them in time. It went off yesterday. Yeah. And it's then, still good. And then you scan it mm. and it says 12 bucks for yeah. this packet of Tim Tams. And you're like, excuse me, 
Yeah. Register, help person. Yes. And then they come over and you're like, I, I scanned it wrong or yeah. whatever. And then yeah. the- Me Tim Tam said it's 12 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> why, why is it 12? Yeah. And then, and then they go, well, guess what? It's your lucky day. You get it for free. That's happened to me like three times. That's never happened to me. So what's meant to happen is they're meant to cover up the barcode of the old price. Mm. So it was originally $12, obviously, otherwise I wouldn't scan for that. Mm. Um, and then um, you shouldn't be able to actually scan the quick sale or the old price barcode. Mm. So if you are able to, apparently they're technically meant to give it to you for free. I can't see how that's a legal requirement. Two different calls, three times. That must be a company happened. policy and it must just be because they're about to go off. And... She had to override. So did, did she had to override the price, yeah. and there was five reasons why she could. One of them was um, incorrect barcoding. And when she hit that, it just goes to zero. Did, now, did they just give it to you for free, or did did they specifically say, "Hey, Tim, you now get this for free"? Or did they say, "She said that"? She oh, said never that. mind. We'll just put it in. Well, actually, originally, yeah. So the yellow barcode was right next to the white barcode, mm. and um, it was like fifty percent off a bag of oranges. So it was like difference of three or four bucks. Mm. And Jay was like, be careful when you scan this one. You gotta scan the yellow one. And I was mm. like, okay, Jay, it's all good. You say- and then I accidentally scanned the yeah. white one. <laughs> hey, Jay, <laughs> oh, I'm gonna get this for free. Yeah. <laughs> I scanned the white one. Yeah. He's like, look what you've done now. <laughs> and I was like, oh. it was right next to each yeah. other. I swear. I was yeah. trying to be accurate mm. on that huge square of a scanner. Yeah. And then I was like, you know, walk of shame. I was mm. like, excuse me, Sorry. I scanned the wrong one. Mm. And then she was like, well, you get it for free now. And Jay was like, your lucky day. <laughs> <laughs> what you should have said then is I actually, I knew this. Um, I knew this would happen. So you're welcome. So you're saying that if I see any yellow sticker items at Coles or Woolies, that's, that's like a quick buy sales. And I just peel them back a little bit. And I scan the white label. I'm sure someone's tried that. Excuse me, this isn't the right price here. They're going to say, well, it's your lucky day, Dan. You get this for free. I've also experienced it where they don't do that. But I'm sure if you pushed, they'd probably be like, oh, you got us. You get it for free. Do you reckon there's a limit on the, like, it was a bag of oranges, right? It was four bucks. Yeah. But do you reckon if I was buying, like, a quick buy gas heater? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's in the and they're like well your lucky day I don't know let's test this, this TV is for free everyone listening right now go and test this mm. if you see a quick sale gas heater <laughs> <laughs> scan the wrong barcode if it's not covered up mm. and be like now I want my free gas heater yeah I'm sorry according to the two drunk accountants your company policy and my legal right <laughs> this is my <laughs> legal right yeah so test that out see if it works it's mm. worked for me unintentionally three times so a bit exciting when it does happen (laughs) (laughs) i want feedback on this i want feedback on this all right thank you uh tim for all that tight ass tip that you're welcome may or may not work it will work yeah okay let's let's move on to our main topic today which is all about pricing yeah and ironic and increasing pricing because right now we're, we're sitting here in in a world where inflation is happening it's going up a lot and we've spoken on the podcast before about different ways to price mm. things and we've spoken about value-based pricing a lot yeah uh, but today what we thought we'd do is we'd start the conversation around uh, how do you know if you're charging the right amount for something mm. and also how do you then have a conversation with your customers or your clients about increasing that price yeah 
So we thought we'd start with the first part, mm. which is how do you know if you're actually charging enough? Tim? Yeah. So, I mean, don't just feel pressure, I guess, to put your prices up mm. because of everything you see in the media and um, everything we know about the world today. Mm. It, everyone's business is different. So you might have a business with low overheads um, that doesn't require a price increase. Mm -hmm. But I think if you're to look at it and you factor in the um, element of like personal expenditure going up, so electricity rates, um, lettuce costs six bucks now for lettuce. Crazy. Um, then you're probably going to need prices to go up so that you make more money out of the business mm. so that you can pay for those additional costs yeah so first and foremost though don't just assume you've got a blanket increase your prices by five percent because of the inflation rate yeah it's not a mistake to do that though it could be a mistake to do that depending on your strategy yeah exactly and i think that's really hitting the nail on the head is is your strategy um might dictate where that price level sits and and you might have been charging too high earlier for your strategy and you might find an increase in the amount of customers True. because you are now cheaper than all your competitors yeah so there could actually be a competitive advantage you could get by not increasing your prices yeah so really it really depends on the kind of product or service that you're offering and your position in the market and your overall strategy right yeah yeah definitely so how do you check that well there's, there's a few ways yeah the first way and, and, you know, probably the most simple is just see what everyone else in a comparative position to you is charging. True. Yeah. Check the market. So go check the market. And this is check people's websites, mm. make some phone calls and inquiries. Mm. Um, we've done this in the past. <laughs> I'm sure we've spoken about this on the podcast before. But, uh, but we've, you know, back in our heyday, we, we, before, mm. you know, we can't, people know us now, Tim, um, <laughs> but, but we used to call around and say, Hey, how much do you charge for a tax return? Yeah. And they'd say $500 and we'd say we are undercharging. Yeah. <laughs> it's a nice feeling though. Mm. It, it reinforces, um, you to push harder mm. with pricing and, you know, um, unless your strategy is to be the cheapest, mm. And that's fine if that's your strategy. Mm. It's absolutely fine. But if that's not your strategy, yeah. then you're making a mistake. Yeah, that's right. So, you know, and, and it's important to figure out, yeah, where you are sitting in relation to your competitors. Mm. Um, so if, if you're a local store that sells some widget yep. and there is four other stores in the area that sell the same widgets, mm. well, if you're a discount version of that store then your price needs to be less yeah uh, so if you call around and visit those other stores and, and they're all less than you then you know that there's a problem yeah um if if you call them all and they're all only just above you then you're like okay i'm probably right yeah in the market um but you've got to compare apples with apples exactly as well mm. so um yeah you can't i mean there's always going to be potentially in some industries dodgy companies mm. that charge less yep. because they're not paying the right amounts of tax correct or they're not paying their employees properly um you can't compare yourself to those businesses if you want to do things properly yeah and that's going to be that's going to come out in your quality in your values in your culture yeah that's right definitely compare prices like so just for, as an example in the accounting industry a lot of accountants these days outsource yeah their compliance work so if, if you're a small business listening to this and you have an accountant and they're really cheap it's very likely that they don't actually do your work <laughs> yeah they've outsourced it somewhere um and and they're just you know the, the client relationship person mm. at, at the front um 
Yes. And so that's not a comparison for us. No. Because that's not the service we provide. Exactly. So we wouldn't compare our prices with someone in that position because mm. we're not really selling the same thing. Yeah. It's tax returns, mm. but there's a different level of service around that. Yeah. So in some ways, you've got to try and compare products mm. and prices. Mm. Yeah. So look, look in the market. That's one way to do it, Dan. Yep. Another way is just to take that element out of it mm. and just look at your structure yeah. internally. So we're coming back to that bottom-up budget concept. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, and, and this is similar to the concept around like pricing something on a, on a cost plus kind of method, yeah. which is what is your cost plus the margin you want to make, essentially. Yeah. Um, and so a bottom-up budget is sort of like that, but it's relating it back to what you want. Yeah. So if you're sitting there and you go, okay, great, I want $100,000. And we've spoken about the bottom-up budget before. We've done a whole episode on it. So go back and listen to that. But I want $100,000. I know that my overheads for the year are $100,000. So I need to make a gross profit of Mm $200,000 just to meet that. Uh, And then I know my gross profit percentage is 50%. So I need $400,000 in sales to meet my profit goal. Right? Yep. So if you look at your current sales and you say, if I was to sell the exact same amount of services or products during the year and just divide it by this target, mm. is that cost per product, sales price per product or service yeah. anywhere in the ballpark of yes. what I can charge? Reality <laughs> check. Is it reality? So mm. if, if, you're, if you need $400,000 and, and you sell each product currently, you, know, you only sold 10 things during the yeah. year, then you need to sell each one for forty thousand dollars. Yep. If you're only currently selling them for twenty, yep. Then there's a there's a uh, either your expectation of what you want out of the business is unrealistic. Yep. Uh, or you're not charging enough. Mm. So that's where you go check that price against the market. Yep. Yeah. So it's the same kind of thing as the cost plus. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it's like overlapping ways mm. of checking your price. Yeah. So you're not just biased to, well, they're charging that down the street. Mm. So I'm going to charge that as well. You can then fact check that against yeah. your own personal circumstances. Yeah. What you need to make your cost structure in your business and your margin structure. Yeah. So like a, if you're a, a tradie out there, you would have often heard people talk about your builder's margin. There's mm. always a builder's margin. It's just like 20%. Yeah. So you're like, all right, if the cost of this job is $10,000, mm. then I need to be making $12,000 mm. uh, in, in that's the sale price. Yep. So if your competitor is selling it for nine, then that's not comparing apples with apples because if the cost is 10, mm. then clearly either they're getting their materials cheaper somewhere or mm. it's something's different. Yep. Um, so yeah, you can check your prices based on your current cost. Now, the reason why that might be good is because as costs go up, yeah. you can adjust your prices to go with costs. Mm. Um, but that's only if you price that way. Yeah, true. I mean, it's pretty rare. Yeah. I think that's more and more rare these days, maybe in it retail. Or, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, I guess it just gives you a few things to, uh, tools to review your pricing structure. Yeah. Um, then the next part is really, I guess, how to increase prices. So you've, you've tested it. You've looked at your prices, you've used those tools. Mm. You're like, yeah, it's probably a bit too cheap. Yeah. So, you know, all right, I'm, I'm selling these for $100. I probably need to sell them for 110 Yeah. So how do you then communicate that to your customers mm. is, is interesting. Yeah. And it can, it can feel like a stressful thing to do. Mm. It's, definitely, it's definitely a touchy topic because no one wants to lose customers. Mm. 
no one wants to upset the people mm. they work for yeah. as well. Um, but at the end of the day, if you don't put your prices up, you might go out of business. Yeah, exactly. Um, you you may not deliver as good services mm-hmm. because you're diluting your availability. Yep. Um, and you might end up like declining in your personal life and your lifestyle because you're just not, I guess, having enough backbone and having the difficult conversations um, or wanting to ruffle anyone's feathers. Yeah, that's right. And and so it, your, your approach to this might change depending on the kind of product or service you're selling. If, if you sell an item for $100 a pop and, and it's just the general public and there's not that much repeat customers, then increasing a price is probably more of just an advertising piece or mm. just increasing it. Well, it's just demand and supply. Yeah. So just it? increase so the price and... Yeah, that's fine. I hope you that people keep coming and buying your product. Exactly, yeah. but if you're if you're like an accountant or a professional service, and and you're engaging people all the time, and mm. the same customers year on year, increasing your prices is a conversation you need to have with them. Yeah, um, and it's all about positioning the value of what you do. For I sure. Think. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, totally agree. If you are supremely confident in your value. Mm then there may not even need to be a conversation, mm. but you need to be open to having that conversation. Yeah. So if you know you are absolutely killing it, then the customer's going to be totally open to paying more yeah. for your value. Absolutely. Um, so that's fine. But they need to have a pathway or a communication channel mm. to discuss it with you if it's not going to work for them, if it's out of budget for them. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think... All, it's, all it is is just having confidence mm. and backing in your value and just knowing sometimes timing isn't right for some people, mm. certain services or prices. Mm. Um, and that's okay. It's yeah. actually okay that's if people fine. say no. Yeah. And you, it's okay for you to say no as well. Yeah. You should be aware of the value of your time and, and what it is that you're providing these people and the value that you're giving them. Um, and, and you should also communicate to them that, hey, if I keep this price low, I'm going to have to spend less time on it. Mm. To, to cover that cost, which mm. means the quality of the work you're receiving is going to be less. Yeah. And I don't want to do that because the reason people come to me is because of this standard of work. Exactly. <laughs> so by, by, you know, not increasing your prices, you're actually going to probably lose them as a client anyway, because mm. you're really stretching out what you can do in the allocated time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're probably not going to give them the service that they think they're going to get. You're going to be unhappy mm. because you're trying to do it quicker um, or cheaper. Mm. And they're going to be unhappy because they're going to notice that the service level has dropped. Mm-hmm. So it's about finding that happy medium that works for them, works for you. And, um, and just having the conversation and not making it personal, really. Yeah. And, and, and just be honest. You can say, listen, costs have gone up. Yeah. You know, uh, in, in my business. Because you've done step one of what yeah. we talked about today. Exactly. So you can say, <laughs> you've I, reviewed I, your costs. I, I, I've reviewed everything. I, mm. I've, I've had a look and, you know, we have to increase our prices to maintain the level of quality of work that we do for you. Mm. Um, you know, we, we've, we haven't done this just because to make more profit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we, we've done it because we, we need to do this to maintain our level yes. to you. Yeah. Uh, so this is the change. And yep. if you have trouble with it, just let me know. Yeah. We can talk about it. Yeah. And I think... Most people will be fine with that. For sure. You know, no one wants to pay more, yeah. but they should probably review their prices. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or, or um, you know, if they're a wage earner, then hopefully in the coming years, their wage yeah. is going to go up. Yeah. And, and comparatively, that increase in your costs won't really matter anymore. And, yeah. and that's just, that's inflation. Yep. 
And I think like, so price is a part of the conversation, mm. um, but value it has to be the biggest part of the conversation. Yes. So just bringing it back to what you deliver to them um, ultimately. And mm. that's not a tax return. Mm. Um, or let's just think of another service that might have increasing price. That's not just your IT support? No, your IT support or um, your, build, your building. So mm-hmm. that wall that I'm building for you, mm. um, I guess you know, I'm actually giving you peace of mind that your house isn't going to fall over. <laughs> yeah. Is that worth <laughs> an extra 5%? Probably. It's pretty damn valuable if you yeah. ask me because mm. um, you know, there's flooding, there's rain. Mm. Walls need to be sturdy these mm. days. If, if you're an accountant, then yeah, you can say things like, hey, um, you know, we've, we've ensured that your business is compliant, you've lodged your tax returns, and we've uh, ensured that you've paid only the amount of tax you have to. Yeah. And uh, you know, this is all the work we've done. We've probably saved you money. I've helped grow your business, mm. whatever the services you provide. And I think that's probably worth an extra 100 bucks, 200 bucks, 1,000 mm. bucks, whatever it is. Mm. Um, yeah, it's all about positioning the value that they're getting. Yep. Because at the end of the day, they should say, you know what? I don't want to pay more, but they're worth it. Yeah. And if people are questioning that value, then it's not that you're not worth it or that they're assholes. <laughs> it's potentially just that you haven't communicated it enough, mm. what you are actually achieving for them. Yeah. Um, so just um, take a little bit more time with them to run them through the value that you're delivering. And if it's still not hitting home, then... Um, don't take it personally. It's just not the right time to be working with that person potentially. So, and we've spoken don't get desperate and cut yeah, your price. Yeah. Come from a place of abundance, not from a place of scarcity, which is a, a Mark Jenkins it shout is. out to Mark, something that he said to us before. A- another thing actually that just reminded me of this, yeah. we've spoken about on the podcast before doing a value journal. Yes. Or a value diary to your client. So if you are in that service industry, it's a good idea. And it's something that I keep talking about we should be doing and we haven't yet. Mm. Uh, It's uh, writing down throughout the year as you do this work for people, Mm. things of value that you have provided for them that you haven't, may not have necessarily charged more for or just a win for them that you've come up with. And then when you do something like a price increase, you can say, hey, actually, because of the work we did last year, I saved you this amount of money or, hey, uh, we added this extra thing to your house that, yep. that you know, you weren't expecting and we're mm-hmm. able to do this stuff for you mm-hmm. all under budget. Yeah. Um, therefore, this is just a reminder of our value. Yeah, exactly. Or offer something that you like to offer. Mm. Um, it might be a service or a product that you can get at a certain price mm. and offer it to them um, complimentary. Yeah. Yeah, people love free stuff. I know I do. It tastes uh, better. Yeah, it does, it does taste better. That's probably it for today. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the main point is that, you know, we've given you some, some ideas to assess whether or not you're charging enough. You can review your costs. You can review your bottom-up budget. You can review what the market's charging and your position in that market. And then when you've decided you do want to increase your price, there are some strategies to approach your clients with, and it's all about positioning your value. Yeah, it's, it's conversations that may be... Um, hard or awkward in your mind and mm-hmm. then you actually go and do it and you talk about the outcomes mm. and it actually feels really good when they're yeah. like you know what you're right I, I'm really happy with everything you guys are doing yeah. and I understand yeah that when, when and that ha- does happen more often than you'd think and, mm. and you do that and you're like ah, 
<laughs> it's actually a really nice it's feeling. Like I've had a nice refreshing dip in the ocean or yeah. something. I feel good about it. Strangely enough, it reinforces your value to them as yeah. well. So if you're not having these conversations enough, mm. maybe you need to review your prices more yep. and increase them more. And funnily enough, your customers might value you more by doing that. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Weird. It's a good point. It's a good point. It's a good it's point. Like reverse psychology. Yeah, it is. Uh, all right. Well, that's probably the end of our main topic today. <clears throat> and Tim, do you have another thing? I have one. All right. Far away. Uh, this is a follow-up to an episode we did a couple of weeks ago with Heather Smith. Ah, yes. And, ah, yes. And we spoke about recapturing your time. And one of the things in her article that she wrote, um, which you can go back to the episode and find, um, was all about uh, managing your calendar. Yeah. And one of the tips from that, which we've often spoke about, about being bookable mm-hmm. and setting out your calendar so people can book appointments at the times that you are happy to do them in. Mm. And we went away and we did it. We did it. We did it. We are bookable. We are bookable. Yeah. Which is fun. It's awesome. Yeah. I've had like, since I made it, which was about a week ago, I've had like 10 plus people use the booking link to choose Mm. the time that suits them. Have anyone just booked a time without you telling them about the link? No, not yet. I haven't added it to my email signature. I've added it to my email signature, but I haven't told Uh. anyone uh, about it yet you're waiting for someone to notice the first person to notice was my brother actually I emailed him about something about his zero file nice. and he emailed back highlighted and it's like why would I book you <laughs> he's just teasing but um, great. but yeah I, I'm excited to um, I've actually used it myself to book a couple of appointments I'm yeah. really really happy with it mm. and um, it just feels so nice not having to go back and forth and remember times that you're reserving for someone because you offered it to them. Yep. God, it feels good. And then you come, yeah, you come in on a Monday, you send some emails on Thursday, Friday. You're like, hey, choose a time that suits you. You come in mm. on Monday. Four times have been chosen. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yep. It's so good. It's good for them too because they're like, yep, I'm getting to choose this time in the convenience of my Friday afternoon or something like that. So I've got a, I've got a tip. I've got a tip. Yep. Right. So that's something that took me a few hours to discover, but okay. I worked it out eventually. Oh, is this the blocking time? Yeah. Yeah. So if you're using the Microsoft bookings app. Which is really good. Which is really good. And they released a new version of it, which you should use. That's We're using the new version. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, the old version. <laughs> I was like, oh no. The no, old no. version looked really crap compared to this one. Right. Yeah. Yes. Okay. All right. So uh, quick ad for Microsoft. But if you're using the Microsoft uh, bookings app um, and it's synced to your calendar, it, it obviously, um, if you book an appointment in your calendar, it matches after the time in the bookings app so people can't book in that time. Yeah. However, if you're doing like a I'm away for a long period yeah. all day event, it doesn't block out the calendar. It doesn't block it. And that's because the all day events don't default to I'm busy. Mm. They just default to free and it just is in the calendar. I guess it makes sense because you could just be saying I'm at, I'm at this location today. Exactly. Or something. Exactly. Yeah. And, and the way we manage our group calendar mm. is that we we'd put if we're away on leave or if we're doing something away, then mm. it's in the all day section of the calendar. Mm-hmm. Uh, so all you got to do is go into your own calendar, click on it, Drop it down to busy. Yep. Save it, and then it'll sync through to your yeah. bookings app. Blo- it blocks out that day. It blocks you it out. Don't have to worry about anyone booking a day that you're not available or a focus day. Exactly. So that's a quick, uh, quick tip. Quick tip. Really good. Mm. I'm loving it. Mm, yeah. Big breakthrough. And it took like two hours. Should have just done it months ago. 
Yeah, so that's a wrap. That's a wrap to Heather and to Tim because mm, he did you, it, and then I just copied did. his calendar and <laughs> and improved it and, and, and changed it a bit. And what is it? Larry David said, "I'm an improver. I'm an improver. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an improver." <laughs> See this cue? This should be a snake cue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's quality. Uh, Do you have any? Well other, done, Dan. Any other things? I do, Dan. Mm. This is potentially our 200th episode or thereabouts. <laughs> yeah. So, so shout out to, uh, to Kerry. Yeah, mum. Um, big listener of the podcast, mom. big listener of the podcast. Uh, and she posted on our community page that, uh, congrats guys, it's your 200th episode. And I was like, <laughs> is it? <laughs> so I had That's- a look and it's the 200th episode last week yeah. on Apple. Yeah. Okay. Right. Okay. We have done multiple episodes where it's like oh here's just a quick update or 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 the 12 days of christmas Mm, we did 12 episodes every Mm. day for it which was well maybe we should do that again this year um yeah it was fun Mm. um and i'm not sure if i'd count them as episodes individually i know apple apple does apple does that's why it says 200 Mm. but if we were to go off episode numbers Mm. Then I, it's sometime between now and probably the next ten episodes. Mm, I think it is. Yeah. Will be our two hundredth episode. Two hundred. So let's just arbitrarily pick one, Tim. This week we'll just pick one and do a flashback episode. And we'll do yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll do a flashback episode. Yes. Could, could we review like one of our own po- uh, podcasts? Yes. Maybe we could listen to one of the first handful of episodes and be like, oh my God, we listen should, to that guy. We should do that actually for, we, we should do multiple things. All right. We're going to do a review episode, like a, like a rewatch. Yeah. A rewatch. We're going to do re-watch. a rewatch episode of one of our earlier episodes. Yes. Maybe we'll have a few drinks. Yeah. Cool. Maybe that's, that's the, maybe that's the day that we can um, make whiskey sours with people live. Yes. For a our re-watch. 200th celebration. Yes. 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 We, we, love should, it. we should get some of our favorite guests back. I would like to get some of the favorite guests back. Yeah, for sure. And just talk about the good times. Yeah. Four years ago. (laughs) (laughs) It'd it'd be brilliant. And this is something that, and by the way, we've changed our stripes recently, Tim. And and when we say we're going to do something, we do it. We've been a little better. We like, do it. Like, um, Alicia, Alicia. you haven't written to us. So I'm assuming you're not listening anymore. So, um, Caroline, it's a shame. This cast almost done. Is it progressed a little since last week? It has. Oh, good. I've done an extra like four rows. Ah, that's, yeah. It's yeah. coming along. So, that's coming along. We should there. message Alicia. We should, we yeah, should I wanna, message I, Alicia. I want to get her the shirt. I want to get her the shirt. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, a few little more updates. Um, definitely write in with ideas for our shirts for this year for ZeroCon. Oh, yeah. Um, Tim will wear his in Italy. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. If I go. If he goes. Flights. Yeah. He hasn't booked flights yet, yeah. so he might not go. He might not go. I found good value flights on Monday. They're gone now. Oh, They're gone. No. Yeah. And I realized my passport expires in like two months. <sighs> yeah. My, I renewed mine because of that. I know. I got to go to Australia Post after this. And they're going to take time. I'm going to have to pay that. There's the a delay. Ransom. I'm going to have to pay the ransom yeah. for the expedited process. You're going to have to. So when I went, I Shouldn't went. Shouldn't it just be expedited then? It's a passport. <laughs> Passport. So they started talking when I went. They were like, "Oh, guys, just I just want to let you know that it's starting to ramp up. People going back overseas. It's going to be big delays." I was like, "Oh, that's all right. We got time." Mm. So I put I put them in thinking this is going to be months before I hear back. Two weeks later, I came back. When was this? February. Yeah. Okay. It's probably probably. It's too late now. now. It's a lot later now. And apparently, airports chaotic at the moment. 
everywhere. I might not be going to Europe, Dan. I well, might that's not fine be because you could come to ZeroCon. Yeah, ZeroCon. It'd be amazing. <laughs> and Macca's Bucks. I do have a fallback plan. Jade doesn't know. So she doesn't have ZeroCon to look forward to. We could get her a ticket. <laughs> Cat came one year. <laughs> An accounting conference. <laughs> it's the Coachella for accounting. It too. is pretty amazing. Mm. Goodsy's going to be there. Goodsy will be there. Um, Matt O'Kine. Why are we giving zero plug, zero con such a plug every week? It's just we're excited, I guess. We're excited. We're excited. Mm. Um, big Dan and I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. So um, give us some ideas for shirts. Uh, just in case Tim does go away, we, we will start auditioning people <laughs> for replacement Tim. Yes. For the period that he's gone. Yeah. Um, well, zero con. And, uh, we, had, we had one person messages. About it? Maybe. All they said was oath. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think they were watching. Uh, but it came through as a message. Weird. Oh, you can message. I don't maybe. know. I don't know yeah. how technology works. We're not we're not great on these socials. Um, anyway, no. um, yeah. So write in about that. Uh, make sure you check out our website, twodrugaccountants.com.au and find the Easter egg. No one's found it yet, or at Ooh. least they haven't messaged us about it. Maybe that's what that was about. The oath. No, no, because that's not what the that's not what the Easter egg is. So fi- go find that Easter egg. It's really it's not hidden. It's very visible mm. and you can easily see it and you might not even think, is this it? Uh, Message us about it. No, when you see it. Message us about it. Mm. Um, yeah, apart from that, it's good to chat with you all again mm-hmm. and we'll see you next week for another episode of The Two Drunk Accountants. Yeah. Potentially the 200th, we don't know. <laughs> it could be. It's, <laughs> it's thereabouts. All right. Thanks, everybody. Follow us on Two Drunk Accountants on all the socials, Two Drunk Podcast at gmail.com and we will calculate it. See ya.